Hello all, and welcome to Brewing with Jim, hosted by Jim Brewington. Jim is a pastor and a teacher, and has served in these roles for the past 45 years. He has worked in small churches and megachurches, primarily as a teacher serving both the hearing and the deaf population. We have surveyed the students here at CVCS and do our best to create a genuine conversation around the talking points the students want to know most about. Thank you all for listening and taking time to brew on Life's Questions with Jim. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Brewing with Jim. I am your producer, Grady Sanchez, and as always, we have Jim. How are you, how are you doing today, Jim? I'm good. It's early in the morning, but the groggies are gone, so I'm good, and I'm glad to be here. Hi, everybody. All right. Hopefully, you're listening to us in the morning driving, getting your day off right, on your way home from work. Maybe this will be a good calm down from what you had to deal with today, or just some enlightening talk as you drive, or listen, or go to the gym. Thank you all for being here, and if you guys have questions and want to reach out to the show, please reach out to us at brewingwithjim at gmail.com. Good. Today, we have a question coming in from one of our listeners today, and as we've been talking on our previous shows, we have kids who are getting ready for college applications. They are accepting their colleges, and we have a question coming in from one of our college listeners saying, what makes... A bad roommate and we've all had that roommate in our lives so Jim can you shed some experience on what makes a bad roommate no, in your yes. life who can't uh, have you ever had a bad roommate I have yes I'm excited for this one for a long time I um, just because I've been a little bit nosy or interested or curious I've asked people about their roommates I have never met somebody who has not had a bad roommate with the exception of Debbie my wife and she's had, she had one roommate and they're still friends today. So and that's you. Most people. No, <laughs> I was not her roommate. <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. Um, no, I was not. We, I, I've done a lot of things uh, that are morally questionable, but uh, we maintained uh, correctness there. Yes, I've had a bad roommate. I've had uh, two bad roommates. I've had mm, three bad roommates. I've had some good roommates. Oh, yeah. But, Lots of good roommates. Um, the bad ones... The difference, well, the question came in, what do you do with a roommate with a different worldview? And I know specific, I think specifically what he was talking about was, I'm a Christian and my roommates aren't. And so what do I do with a non-Christian roommate? Because they have different values and they have different sources of uh, the right behavior and the wrong behavior, different. Uh, right, the moral compass is different. All that is different, very different. Uh, there are some people who, guys don't have charm schools, do they? No, girls have charm schools. But there are guys who seem to not have been educated or trained or taught anything about etiquette or being considerate of the other person. Oh, none. Uh, none, yeah, none. And they have lived as they wanted to live at home, and then they become a roommate, and they live as they want to live uh, exclusively for themselves and not for anybody else. I went to Texas Tech University. I think you know that. And I had a roommate there. There were three or four of us living in a condo while we were attending Texas Tech. Um, it wasn't a dorm. It was a condo. We had one roommate who... Um, is, is my example, the first guy who comes to mind. 
we shared our responsibilities or decided to share our responsibilities around the house. And one of those was doing the dishes. And so you'd leave them in the sink, but somebody's job that day uh, or that week was to do the dishes. This roommate, I came home one night and all the dishes were gone from the, from the sink. I thought, wow, uh, a little different. He had put the dishes back into the cupboard dirty with food on them. And that, uh, that's not a good roommate. No. No, but I don't know why that, he, he was sloppy. He had clothes, dirty underwear and socks lying all over the floor, not in his space, but out in the common area, yeah, the common in areas. the living room, all of that. He damaged property. Uh, he damaged a wall one time, and I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And his personal hygiene was uh, when he felt like taking care of that. I think he showered at least weekly, but no more often than that. Okay, what do you do with a guy like that? Um, another roommate I had was at the University of Iowa. And now this was a dorm roommate, and I did not uh, choose him, and he didn't choose me. They were assigned, we were assigned by whoever runs the dorms uh, to be roommates. Two beds, picture the room. It's one, one pretty good-sized room, but one room off a hallway. And there are two beds in there, uh, twin beds, uh, separated by quite a bit, but against the wall. And the headboard was against the wall. My head was um, underneath the towel rack. Now, who in the world designed that? But it was underneath the towel rack, and it was his towel rack. Mine was on the other side of the room. I don't know why. And I don't know why we had to maintain that. But we did, and he was... Um, not careful or clean, really. And he hung his wet towels over my head and they soured. And I, so I had to tell him one day, I said, you know what, this is all soured. I don't smell it. Well, no, you're over there. Of course you don't smell it. He also was a news addict. I mean, not just a junkie, he was an addict. And the radio was on a news station all day and all night and he wouldn't turn it off and I asked him to turn it off and I told him to turn it off and he wouldn't even talk to me or respond there was no conversation in there he was not conversant even casually there was um, well he was unfriendly no I shouldn't say that he was non-friendly there was no uh, cordiality between us at all what example, do you have a roommate in your history, in your past? That yes, uh, yeah, like we said earlier, don't we all? <clears throat> One of the things, <laughs> let's, yes, let's, we all do. let's address that dirty dishes idea. And <laughs> when I, I had an apartment on campus, we had four guys to a little small two-bedroom apartment. It was itty-bitty, not like a regular old two-bedroom apartment. Um, and then I lived in a house with five other baseball guys and – it was a lot of guys in one place. And so the dishes, um, we all had a system. It was, we all had one plate, one dish, one pan, one fork, one knife, and we just cleaned it. We cleaned it and then used it again. If the dishes were in there for 24 hours, we would, ju we would just throw their dishes in the trash. 
<laughs> the dishes they, were they? Yeah, if they're, they're not paper plates. No, if they were left overnight, we just were. Hey, if you're gonna leave it overnight in a common area, it's trash. Well, you know, if you let the dishes pile up, then you get in the habit of washing the dishes before you eat. Yeah, so and so <laughs> and so we only had one dish, one plate, one pan. So if we wanted to cook, we would just put it in the sink. We would clean them, and then we would use them, and then. We would rinse, wash, repeat, and we never had to – it was never really a big deal. But then we had one roommate who would not do the dishes uh-huh. or his dishes, and he would just use other people's stuff and then not clean it. So we didn't want to throw our own stuff away. No. So then we just let him have it. When you have guys, and we – like you said, guys don't have that cordiality among us. So it's either – it gets pent up to where it's just like, hey, dude, like we're going to have this conversation. And if you're not listening, then we're going to take that extra step of, hey, now we're just going to take – radical measures and it didn't ever get there but he was a pain in the butt to live with so we didn't live with him again that probably <laughs> for the best and then he had a, a hard time finding a good roommate and cheap rent and um but yeah the common areas in college there's there's dorms that are common areas and if there's anything left out from somebody else that's not like benefiting the group we would just throw it away there are some <laughs> places uh that are not just college or universities where a roommate is assigned. I went to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Officer Candidate School uh, for the Navy in Newport, Rhode Island, and we were assigned a roommate in our dorms. And I had, um, I had three different roommates there, and uh, very good roommates, helpful, cordial, um, respectful of my privacy and respectful of my time and my property. And then I had one who wasn't. Most guys who end up uh, in officer candidate school have uh, skills developed for responsibility mm-hmm. and being concerned about other people. But I had one who was not. Um, and I can't do anything. I couldn't do anything about it. What? Um, let's talk for just a minute about how do you pick a roommate or how does somebody become a roommate? Well, some are assigned. You're right. In like, college, mine were signed. In and then, college, yes. And then when we lived in that house, it was on the baseball team. So I picked my f- five best friends on the baseball team, and we just rented a house. So you picked them. Yeah, we picked them. And yeah. they all turned out to be okay, except. I mean, everybody had their yeah. their ticks, but Everyone you don't make does. you don't make a, a mountain out of an anthill. No. One of my guys was greasy, and he showered the best that he could, but he just secreted oils. I had another guy who was a <laughs> hyper clean freak, and you kind of just like tried to just stay out of his way and just make sure that he was happy. And as long as everybody's at least copacetic and greasy, so what did and the, coming to an agreement, then we were okay. So the guy who was the OPEC nation with oil all over him all the time, what was that? I he just had to shower more than once yeah, a day. His, yeah, and his bed sheets were always oh just my. a little oily. Okay. And it, was just, it just is what it was. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Well, they're assigned in uh, college dorms. Yes. They're assigned and in... I got a story for that one, too. The, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go. Uh, my freshman year of college, so going back to kind of the worldview, I went to a large public school, and a good uh, amount of the student population were um, international students. So I had one, my roommate, roommate, the guy who I shared a room with because it was a two-bedroom apartment, he was on the baseball team. And then I had two other roommates that were, one was from Russia and then one was from South Korea. And um, the Russian guy I loved dearly. I, I would just love that guy. And the, my other roommate, the, the kid from South Korea, he was an interesting person. And so the differing worldview, trying to understand each other's cultures was um, – 
my Russian roommate was up front and very blunt, and that's kind of who he was. And then mm-hmm. my uh, other roommate. The, I usually like that. Yes, me, me as well. And he, the other one was um, shy and just kind of kept to himself and didn't really say too much and, and all of those things. But then he wasn't very considerate of other people's spaces. And so he would it's um, tough, when, and especially when the spaces are small. Yes, and going back to the living with other um, men, sometimes our aim in the restroom is not always the greatest, and his was <laughs> he was in the dark often. <laughs> and, and so, being on the baseball team, we had our five a.m. lifts, and so we were up and at him at four fifteen, four thirty on the way to the gym, and we would step in a puddle trying to use the facilities in our own room. And so he was not considerate enough to um, clean up after himself. And even um, here at at CVCS, one of our dear teachers here has put a a sign above one of the the urinals here. here, And it says, um, it says, brothers, make your aim straight. as the as the Lord makes your paths or something along those lines. <laughs> Is that in Proverbs? <laughs> I, th- I think so. And, and so it's just like one of those reminders <laughs> like, hey, we, we all have these tendencies. So please uh, be mindful of other people's spaces because we have to use, use it as well. That's funny. We're almost off topic, but we're not. There was a student um, who asked me, one-on-one came up to me and asked me, how do you go... Uh, get up at night and go to the bathroom and come back and go back to sleep. I don't go back to sleep. And I said, my answer to him was, don't turn the lights on. You know where the bathroom is. Just make your way in there. And when you get in there, don't turn the lights on. And, well, what if I miss? Sit down. (laughs) We have the option. And sit down and then go back to bed and you haven't had light exposure, you know, coming in your eyes. You're fine. That really, people, I don't know why guys come up and ask me questions like this, but they do uh, frequently. Let's, um, let's talk about how roommates become roommates. If they're assigned, then we know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, the one roommate I had in, at Texas Tech in Lubbock was um, a guy who I was good, I was good friends with him. He came to me and he said, is it okay if I invite one other guy to come in here? He's a great guy. And uh, he'll, he'll help with the rent and it will be a good thing. Is that okay? And I said, if you think it's okay, it's okay with me. He has his own space. We had a big enough condo that we all had a bedroom and he had his own space. He became the, the roommate who was a nightmare. He was, he's mm. the one who put the dishes away dirty. Mm. Well, another friend could ask somebody else to come in. Occasionally, a guy will go up to a couple of people, uh, in my experience has been, and ask, can I move in here? I need a place to live, and I'm really responsible. I'm really clean. I'll respect all your privacy and property, and would that be okay? Mm-hmm. And now, how do you vet those roommates? How did, who gets to decide yes or no if it's okay? And at what point do you just kick them out because, no, you didn't uphold your deal? Like, no, I don't, I don't want to be your roommate anymore. Well, you're, you're moving in with us. Like, hey, we're going to just evict you or we're going to put you on notice. You need to find another place to live. When you can't handle it anymore. When there's no response from the guy that mm-hmm. is a change of behavior. Um, 
let me, um, let me, if you will, talk about that in just a moment yeah. after uh, I mention one way to solve the problem is to vet the roommate before he moves in or at least have a conversation with him about what the standards are, what's expected. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be not a dictatorial kind of, uh, of lecture to him. We need to listen to him, too, and what are his needs. In a university situation, we're there to learn. Well, not everybody. Or we're there to get a degree, which is can be different. Or we're there to get good grades. But all of that requires study time. Mm-hmm. So we have to have quiet time. And my idea of quiet time is this, this, and this. What's yours? And let him be part of that conversation. What about guests coming in to the place here? Uh, if we have a common area, do we keep the guests in the common area? Do we allow them to go into the bedrooms for who knows what? Uh, how does that work? Uh, personal space, personal privacy, that's important. Uh, we have to have a place. Everybody needs a place to be alone, uh, especially if you're a student. You have to be in an environment that mm-hmm. is conducive to uh, study what do you do about rent and security deposits? These are all things that you yeah. can discuss before uh, somebody moves in. Um, what are the cleanliness standards? Now, I, there are two uh, types of people that um, on a general large continuum. One is the neat freak and the other is the slob. Mm-hmm. Where are you on this continuum? I, am, I tend to be the neat freak, but I'm not a freak. I just tend to be neat and to have things where they go. Uh, I'm probably neater than I am cleanly. I I don't live in filth, but uh, if everything's in its proper place, I'm pretty much okay with that. What about you? And so you have that conversation ahead of time. Um, What if we buy something that's communal property in here, like a floor lamp? Who owns that or who? Well, that needs to be discussed too. Uh, And what happens if somebody moves out early? and they have to go, and then the rent is going to fall. That portion of the rent will fall on everybody else. Mm-hmm. The whole point there is discuss beforehand. Defining relationships is a really important part of having a, uh, a good relationship, I think. I do that in premarital counseling. Uh, most people bring their values in from their family of origin. Mm-hmm. This is how my parents lived, and so this is what I expect the dad to do. He, the egalitarian role models. What does the uh, wife do? What does the husband do? In a roommate situation, what do you do and what do I do and what do we expect from each other? The more that gets defined, the fewer the disappointments or because the expectations uh, are not just assumed, they're discussed. I pretty much have defined what my relationship is with my bank teller. Therefore, I don't expect her to have a ham sandwich ready for me when I come in. That's not part of her role. Mm -hmm. So I'm not disappointed that she doesn't. In marriage, it's more complex. What do you expect me to do? What do you do? Uh, Who goes back to school tonight? Who cooks indoors? Who cooks outdoors? Who uh, does the laundry? Who takes care of the cars? And on and on. Well, if those things get defined before the wedding... Uh, or at least discussed. 
Mm-hmm. They can all be changed yeah, later, the, of course. The shock of living with uh, the opposite sex will, will lessen if those expectations are clearly <laughs> defined. Well, set the rules. Yeah. And set the boundaries. Yes. Uh, with a roommate. Uh, I would suggest, in the fixed side of this, um, address the problems early and address them directly. But if there is an issue with a roommate and one individual has that, well, maybe three or four, maybe the whole household has an issue with the roommate, mm-hmm. one should go to him That's good. and speak to him privately. That's good. That's Matthew 18. Yeah. Now, the way not to do it is to have an open Bible in your left hand and a wagging finger with your right with a flow of Bible verses coming out of your mouth. That's mm. not the way to do it. Or the, the five-on-one intervention, like, you, well, su- you suck. This is not, a, <laughs> it's not an intervention here. It's right. just you and I having a chat about some issues that we can work these things out so that our standards uh, are compromised maybe, but at least right. we're meeting standards and we know what to yes. expect from the other one. That's now, good. That's good advice. It's not everybody ganging up on that one person telling him how much he's awful. It is just one person, man to man or woman to woman, right. or, or of of equal standing, just saying, "Hey, this is." Well, it's not an intervention. It's not yeah. a Bible thumping moment. No. Uh, that's not going to work. And it's besides, it's rude. But if you talk to somebody <clears throat> privately, now what if? If you talk to somebody privately, it's going to be better accepted, I think. If uh, there is no change in behavior, if there is a rebellion against that or resistance to that, now what? Now I would bring in the other roommates. And still not an intervention, but yes, we have all noticed this and we think we'd be more comfortable if this happened. We'd have more study time or quiet study time if you did not play the television all night long. Um, and we have a suggestion. Uh, use headsets. Use headphones. Do that now. Yeah. Use headphones. And the rest of us can have quiet and you can uh, listen to your music, watch TV, uh, whatever it is to go. I would suggest also that anybody who is in a roommate situation has a place to escape and get out of the place. It could be, I don't know, but what do you think? It could be a park. It could be, um, I know what I like to do. I love libraries. That, that was going to be my answer. In college, was I it? would just go to the library. Yeah. In high school, it's kind of weird because you never end up going to the library. It's just kind of there and they have books there. But in college, that's the place. That's the that's, place. That's the place. You you realize like, hey, I study in the library. I'm going to the library tonight. I, I can't study at home. And so, yeah, I, I would 100% agree. You can agree. study in the library. You can doze off in the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can meet a friend at the library, and there's probably a common area where you could have a conversation, uh, but be respectful of other people's quiet. Um, have a place to escape. I have one place that is going to sound weird probably and that is uh, the local mall. I meet guys at the local mall. I arrange to sit down and have uh, a beverage or lunch or something. I love the mall. Mm-hmm. The, uh, now, a lot of them are going away. They're being destroyed. They don't have any business. Uh, the whole mall concept is, is disappearing. But our local mall here is uh, busy, and it seems to be thriving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So uh, it's a perfect office for me. There's food, there are restrooms, there are comfortable chairs, there are 
uh, distractions, which can be useful, mm-hmm. uh, or you can just seclude in a place there and read. And read. okay, um, that I that, that's about all I can think of about approaching somebody who is a problem. But ultimately, if there's no change, what do you do? Well, then you sit down and say, we think it's time for one of us to find another place to live. Yeah, there's always that year-long lease, that year-long contract, and there's got to be some sort of well, ag- agreement there. Have one person on the lease, and then the others are guests. They can come in, they can contribute, but if you have one person on the lease, then there's stability. If there are more than one person on the lease, then there has to be an agreement about breaking the lease. That's just a, a fertile garden for arguments. So why not have one person on the lease? You're not getting married here. Mm-hmm. You're not uh, buying a house here. Uh, so that's what I would do about that one. Mm. And then um, it's no difficulty in determining who's going to leave if there's a problem. And that could be discussed as the person moves in so they understand this. But we have to be gracious about the other person, about the roommate too. He has a life. He, he's a valuable person. He has, I, you don't want somebody to live under a guillotine that if you don't wash the dishes one day, you're out of here. Mm-hmm. That, who wants to live that way? Nobody. So uh, I, would, I would have one person uh, on the lease. Now, in the dorm situation, University of Iowa, sour towel guy, news addict, he would not respond to any of my requests. He was almost hostile to them. So I went to the dorm boss dude. What do they call him? Somebody's in yeah, charge. Yeah, the RA, the resident there advisor. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the, yes. I went to him and explained the situation. A week later, the guy had a new dorm room. He, he just yeah. took care of it. Yeah. You, you run it up the ladder a little bit. They can, they and can I, make changes. And he assigned. He just switched with somebody else, and somebody else came in. And the other person who came in was uh, nice and friendly and a good roommate. Mm. So I guess that's what you do. Yeah, I guess that's the the whole essence of try to Matthew eighteen is is work work with your brother privately. Try to bury the hatchet, come to an agreement somewhere, some way. But if it's not done there, then you just move it up the ladder and find a third party agreement to see if they anybody can make sense of it. And um, I would use the values good. of Matthew eighteen mm-hmm. rather than thumping somebody yes. over the head yeah. with the Bible and the Bible verse. And this is not a theology class. This is a relationship. Mm-hmm. And there are many people uh, who do not give the Bible any weight in their life. And that's fine. If a person is not a Christian and they don't put any weight on the Bible, the values for life that are in the Bible are the best there are. Mm-hmm. It's a good book for anybody who wants to know how to live life. And if you don't accept the deity of Christ, you don't accept the lordship of Christ, you don't accept the, the saving grace of Christ, you at least have the values in there that he teaches. Go by those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Well, thank you for your questions. Please can continue to send us your emails at brewingwithjim.com. 
I'm sorry, brewingwithjim at gmail.com, excuse me. And thank you for listening. We hope you found something that either brought you back to the past of your college roommates and you got (laughs) to have a good laugh and reflection of the good times and the glory days. Or if you're going through it or anticipating through that, we have some uh, wise insight from... People who've been there. Yes, we've been there. Uh And we have two roommates now, our wives, and uh, we're doing okay. (laughs) Well, that requires some (laughs) smoothing out, too. Right. Once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so thank you all for listening. Until next time, Jim, thank you. Thank you, too. Thanks, everybody. The topics covered and answers offered in Brewing with Jim mind the wisdom attained from a life of pastoral ministry and care. They do not constitute professional or clinical training or expertise in the areas of counseling or mental health. CVCS and its podcast network want to provide a platform for the discipleship of our community. Brewing with Jim is our attempt to foster that environment in a format that is accessible and open for all to partake in. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and may or may not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Capistrano Valley Christian Schools or its faculty. The material and information presented here are for general information purposes only. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.